I'm I'm in my room. My computer is on in front of me with my microphone, and, and there's a notepad open with some notes about my podcast. It's time to rewind. It, it looks like they're open to the 14th scene of Memento, that where it starts in black and white at 30 minutes and 38 seconds with Leonard on the phone talking about conditioning and ends at 31 minutes and 30 seconds with Leonard talking on the phone about instinct. Uh, there's also seems to be a Skype window open. Oh, hang on. Who is this? Bubba! It's Lisa Leahy from Rabbit Hole Podcasts. You remember, you can catch me on Between the Scares and our new book club, Pictures and Conversations. Oh, that, that, that's right. I, and, and by the way, I, I prefer to be called Bubba Wheat. And, uh, and who are you? I, hey, Bubba Wheat. I, it is Bubba Wheat, right? Have I told you about Bubba Wheat? <laughs> this, is, this is Richard Kirkham from The Lambcast. And uh, I have a condition. Have I told you about my condition? Uh, only every time I see you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I welcome back once again to Memento More as we're talking about Memento and so these these black and white scenes. And you know, th- this is our our second time around here. So uh, why don't we just go ahead and jump straight into to this clip, which you know, once again it is Leonard talking to the unknown person over the phone in his hotel room with his shirt off getting ready to tattoo his thigh and i i think um i i mentioned in the commentary that nolan talks briefly about this test that we're about to see sammy jakins take and he says that he that whenever he came up with this test for the script it, it's just a crazy test that he wrote in to be kind of absurd well, it's this fantastic sort of situation where he's like in this little room and you've got the doctor sitting in front of him at this metal table and you've got these, you know, men staring at him through this little window up on the wall. It's just like it's this very clinical thing, but it does. It absolutely becomes this ridiculously absurd scene. Mm-hmm. It does remind me a little bit of the opening of Ghostbusters with Bill Murray, you know, testing the uh, the student yes. in the in these in the experimentation, in the experiment about their psychic abilities. There's nothing psychic about this. This is just that, you know, is it uh, memory? Is it instinct? Can we learn from repetition? Uh, I like all the objects. I think that they're interesting shapes. Uh, I don't know how they get the ball to stay in one place while this is going on. <laughs> right. But, uh, oh, maybe it's it's another one of those electrified objects, so it's connected with it, the wire. There yeah. you go. It, that could be it. And we just never see the sequence where he picks that one up. Doesn't get that far. Well, actually, yeah, looking at it now, you can you can see that it has like a flat base on it. It's it's actually, you know, raised up just a little bit Mm -hmm. like it's on a golf tee. Yeah, kind of. And I I did do just, you know, bare minimum research on the, you know, the real anterior grade amnesia and how it affects explicit memory. And there's a difference between explicit memory and implicit memory. And that's that's kind of the way he's uh, Leonard is describing this condition and the, the difference between repetition and conditioning versus like standard short term, like, the, you know, the, the way they describe it, they're always talking about short term memory. But 
I, I think the better way to describe it is it, it prevents you transferring your short-term memories into long-term memories. Mm-hmm. So you still do have your short-term memory, but you only have your short-term memory and you only have your previous long-term memories. You're not able to make new long-term memories. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a and, more technical explanation of what we're getting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in, implicit memories are things that you know, but you don't know how, you don't need to remember how you learn them. Mm-hmm. And they are things that you tend to learn through, uh, you know, that you also call, it's also referred to as like muscle memory, like tying right. your shoes, riding a bike, driving a car. Like you don't, once you learn them, you implicitly know and learn, know them. After yeah, that. you no longer have to think through the steps in order to carry out the act. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and conditioning is, I, I think, most well known through the story of Iv- Ivan Pavlov and Pavlov's dogs. I imagine you're both like at, at least surface level familiar with, uh, oh, with Pavlov. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm salivating right now. <laughs> There's a great joke out there on the internet that thinks like, you know, every time uh, Pavlov hears a bell, does he need to feed a dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for anybody who doesn't know, he was a scientist that studied conditioning. And uh, what he would do is he would ring a bell before giving um, food to a dog. And ev- after doing this for a certain period of time, that whenever the dog would hear the bell the dog would start salivating you know in preparation for the food because they would anticipate the fact that they would be given food Mm -hmm. after hearing the bell and there's um also you know a similar test that's uh that's more specific to this um test that we see sammy jenkins taking which is it's basically called negative reinforcement and this test is similar to uh, what's called referred to as a Skinner box. Uh, do either of you know what uh, the Skinner box test is? I don't remember. I'm t- I, I'm t- I know it's BF Skinner. I'm trying to remember what the mm-hmm. box itself actually is. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, basically, you know, a, a test with rats. And um, it's a rat inside an electrified box. And they... There was two different types of tests. There was, you know, escape learning and avoidance learning. And this would be basically like the negative enforcement, uh, reinforcement avoidance learning. Because in, in that test, they would either shine a light or play a sound. And then five seconds later, they would electrify the cage. That's They would feel the, the electricity through their feet. Mm-hmm. And then it would be shut off whenever, if the rat pressed the lever. Uh, but also, if they press the lever after seeing the light before the shock turned on, then they would completely avoid getting shocked at all. Mm-hmm. I apparently don't have the intelligence of a rat because I've already forgotten how you've said that, what the order is there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you need to go through it a few times, Richard, and then it'll stick. Yeah, you would hope. <laughs> <laughs> I make the same mistake routinely. Oh, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, even though the doctor did appear, you know, very briefly in the previous scene, the, this is really the first chance that we get a look at, at the doctor played by Thomas Lennon. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's an interesting choice that because he's more well known as a comedian. 
and he is you know this is a very bit part and he's playing it very seriously i think most people would recognize him if they are familiar with uh, reno 911 where he played lieutenant dangle and uh, but i've i was familiar with him because he was part of the sketch comedy troupe in the mtv's uh, show the state mm. Yeah, I, I, I watched Reno 911 a little bit, um, so I knew who he was, and I've, I've seen him in other things, uh, but I didn't even recognize him in this. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. He was also, you know, for friends of, uh, fans of Friends, he also had a brief role as Joey Tribbiana's uh, hand identical twin. hand twin. <laughs> that one I, I love it. remember. <laughs> yeah, he's more he's more of a character actor for me because his style of comedy is not really my not really my speed. So, um, you know, he's somebody I had seen his face but couldn't necessarily give you his name. Um, I don't remember. Was he the uh, Oscar to uh, Matthew Perry's Felix in the Odd Couple redo? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah, he, he was also in that. Um, and then. You know, this this is mostly just, you know, the, the first round of this electrified object test. Uh, so there there's not really, you know, a, a ton of meat in, in this in this scene. That's kind of why I went off on these, you know, additional information tangents here. Well, I but think there's a the, lot of interesting stuff regarding Tobolowski again, you know, mm-hmm. like you, we we kick off with with Leonard now uh, even more into his rote recitation of this story because now he's pacing his motel room. But I think your two really significant moments are um, Sammy in the beginning before he starts the test and Sammy at the end of the test. And if you watch Tobolowski's facial expressions again here, like he's insulted. You know, like the test is I have to lift any three objects and he like makes the crack. He's like, where were you guys when I did my CPA? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he immediately apologizes, right? Like he's immediately like, yeah, sorry. You know, like I don't mean to to undercut your profession, but you can tell that he's very smug. He's very like, really, this is what you need me to do right now. I am far above this. And of course he fails. And then, yeah. he, you know, although I do love, uh, you know, after he picks up the first object, I, I love Tobolowski's little ta-da. It's, it's just and, incredible. Yeah, and, and then he also has this moment after he does that and sets it down that he already has this moment of forgetfulness that, you know, for a second he forgets that he's supposed to pick up a second and third object. Well, he gets to that second object because he does the um, the electrified one and then he starts, you know, he gets angry and you have that wonderful line um, where he calls him a fucking quack and of course that's <laughs> always a big hit with with high school seniors, but you know, when he sits back after he, you know, flicks off the doctor and the doctor's writing stuff down, his face, the smugness is gone. He's he's in a panic. And you look at it and you can study these couple of seconds. Is he in a panic because he's in this scary situation? Is he in a panic because he's now been distracted and now he doesn't know where he is and what's going on? Um, it's really interesting to watch the small moments here and think about what he's focusing on in that moment, both as the character and as the actor playing this character. And obviously for the audience and watching Leonard's story, it's not important what what the follow-up is after here, because once he has gotten the electric shock, uh, that's the reaction that we're looking at. But it, when you watch these scenes, there's never any follow-up. There's never the third object that he picks up. We never yeah, see that. Never gets that far, as far as we mm-hmm. see. You're right. Yeah, because it's it's basically about this, um, 
you know, habit and routine and, and repetition. And we can talk about it more in the next one because that's where we actually get to the repetition because in this one we just see the first test. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think it, it's interesting what, what we're shown in the next scene. But, yeah, I, I do love just this, you know, it, it's just like 20 seconds, like not even 20 seconds, but like just this 10 second clip of Stephen Tobolowsky just going through this this range of emotions and just with these, you know, two lines or really just after the one line change and flipping the bird mm-hmm. and just to see what he's going through. Well, it's all the facial expression. Once again, this is this is a great performance when it comes to the nonverbals and uh, the the close-ups. Like you said earlier uh, on our previous episode, uh, they start off immediately on close-ups with uh, Sammy and his wife in comparison to the other scenes where we meet other characters before. Mm-hmm. And I I do kind of love like then. In the opening shots, we do see there's like uh, the observation window, and we see three three people, and they're and you know it's difficult to make out, but you can clearly tell that it's uh, Leonard right there in the middle observing this test, and then two other doctors, especially with Sammy, and Leonard is always just this constant observer just hovering there watching every little thing taking it all in Mm -hmm. the investigator gathering data still yeah um but yeah that's you know this is a pretty straightforward scene that that's all the the notes that i have uh do either of you have anything else that you want to say about this scene no i'm good i can't think of anything additional to say all right well thank you once again for joining us richard um and you know for anybody else that might be listening to this for the first time or didn't get a chance to catch it on your previous episode why don't you go ahead and take a moment once again to let everybody know where else they can find you online oh where was i oh wait i I know i was on the lambcast that's where i was lambcast uh, is the official podcast of the large association of movie blogs and i'm there every week and i have a personal site kirkham a movie a day easy to find and thank you as always lisa for joining me on this as my co-host through these black and white scenes always a delight to be here and uh, as always i am bubba wheat and you can find me on twitter where i'm at bubba wheat and you can find this show it's time to rewind on anchor.fm as well as anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. And we also have a Facebook group, It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group, and you can join that to discuss episodes as they come out or have any sorts of discussions about time loop movies, uh, episodes, stories uh, in general. Uh, everything is welcome there. And uh, until next time, I, uh, I assume I've already told you about Memento? Oh, only every time I see you. Hey, where were you guys when I did my CPA? Sorry. Ta-da.